eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's get hyped. Welcome into the Husker 24-7 Hypecast. I'm Mike Schaefer, joined by Michael Bruns, Brian Christofferson, and this week's special guest, Kevin Soups. Kevin has joined us for every Illinois game, I believe, going back to, to 2020, I think was the first year we started bringing in special guests to, to freshen up the Hypecast and make it uh, make it a little bit more exciting, you know, than the two of us or three of us debating Nebraska's game every week and well, we know how Nebraska's played in the last handful of years since the uh, inception of the Hypecast. So, some would say that we're the reason that the uh, the team has struggled, but we would we would disagree. However, Kevin, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. I debated wearing the Illinois hoodie. You guys gave me a ton of grief about that. One of these uh, past years of wearing Illinois gear on the week of Nebraska Illinois. Yeah, this this show only supports Northern Colorado based on Brunt's wearing that quarter zip roughly mm, half of the episodes. So you know you'd, you'd have to check with our uh, with our people to make sure that you could even pull that stunt off again. I would willingly wear the uh, Nebranoi shirt if you guys wanted to sew one of those together. Like that that wouldn't be completely biased. In fact, it would be as neutral as neutral could be. Well, I think we can uh, we can look into that. We'll see if our uh, if our fashion department over here at Husker twenty four seven can can put something together. Uh, you know that kid is like in college now. I believe he's a someone caught up Illinois. with him last year, right? Like there yeah. was a story on him. I saw him at an Illinois basketball game last winter. Strangely, I, the one game I went to uh, over you know around the holidays, they had him on the jumbotron uh, at Assembly Hall, which is now State Farm Center uh, in Champaign. And I was like, I, I should know that guy. I don't know. And then it, the light bulb went off. Was that 2015? Is that what that is from? That uh, I feel like that's the game. It was a. Uh classic nebraska football game right there we can we can discuss that at the end of the podcast if you'd like but what we're gonna do is discuss nebraska illinois coming up 
on Friday. Of course, we're going to talk offense, defense, and we're going to have some oddly specific predictions, a pick to click, and a score prediction. I will say my oddly specific prediction, you guys are never going to believe this, but it already hit. I was coming into the show, and I was going to tell you that Illinois Stadium was going to start on fire randomly at some point. And it's, it's already hit, so I'll come up with another one. Uh, don't worry. But that has already happened. And I believe there is no expectation that it should alter anything with Friday's game, is what Illinois had put out either late last night or early this morning. Right, Kevin? You were the one that I that, retweeted it. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, the University of Illinois late whatever Tuesday evening said that there should be no impact. It was contained fairly quickly from – uh, what the reporters there in Champaign, some of which who I know, in fact, one of the guys walked down there to see what was going on because they had blocked off the perimeter. He said there was a lot of smoke and you could smell it. Um, it was pretty potent, uh, but they got it contained. And one of the firefighters, in fact, was injured oh, when wow. trying to um, you know, fight the fire. It sounds like something had to do with either their uh, utility vehicles that are down underneath the south portion of the end zone or south stadium uh, or perhaps some other lawn equipment or other equipment they have to maintain the grounds. Huh. Well, there you have it. All right. Let's uh, let's dive into the offense for this game. Michael Brunts, I feel like you, you've you been unhappy with the questions you have received in recent weeks. So we will we'll just start right away. We'll give you the easiest one. Who will be Nebraska's quarterback on on Friday? I got to uh, say Saturday every time. Yeah, no, that's tough to do. I, I will I, – I think Harburg. I, I think I'll, I'll lean Harburg as we sit here on Wednesday morning, um, recording this, letting letting people behind the curtain to see how the sausage is made. Um, I, I think Harburg. I mean, I, I think this is a. Uh, I don't think that he's done anything that would necessarily cause him to lose the job. I don't get the sense that. I don't know about you guys, Jeff Sims, from the comments is making his way back, but not quite back. Like, I, I don't think that he's a hundred percent yet or close to it. So I, I think they'll, uh, they'll start Harvard, but I wouldn't rule out maybe seeing Jeff Sims at some point in this game in some form or fashion. I think he's close, but um, I, I think it's probably the Harvard show. And, and, you know, Matt Rule even said, you know, this week there were things in that Michigan game uh, that he actually liked that Harvard did. So um you know, that <laughs> to find anything in that game that was, you know, positive, you got to be, you know, pretty dialed in on. But he, I, I think it'll be Harvard. Kevin, as our as our Illinois expert here, um, as you look at what Nebraska has offensively, how limited they are, the injuries, everything. What uh, what would be the the avenue that you would expect them to, to kind of go about trying to attack Illinois this year is that defense has really struggled. Uh, replacing defensive coordinator Ryan Walters and all the guys they've lost uh, to eligibility or to the NFL in recent years? Run the ball. Simply just run the ball. They're last in the Big Ten in rush defense. They, they've given up multiple 200-plus rushers this year. Scoring-wise, Illinois is allowed 30-plus on the season over a 2-3 and three start which, you know, they haven't played the most difficult two and three uh, scheduled to be two and three. So Nebraska offensively, I would expect a lot of Anthony Grant. This is a game where I feel like he could get in a rhythm and the offensive line could wear down Illinois' defensive line. They have two guys that are studs up front, the law firm of Newton and Randolph. But outside of those two, that defense, uh, it, it's really struggled this year. 
Brian, Nebraska's offensive line struggled against Michigan. Now that's Michigan, not Illinois, but it felt like whatever positive momentum Nebraska had up front going into that Michigan game was kind of eradicated with a poor performance in pass protection. And they, you know, weren't even really able to run the ball at all. Where where are you at with this offensive line as we head to the sixth game of the season? Uh, same place I've been. They're okay. Um, in I think the thing you they need to do is be like, okay, you play number two team in the country. You couldn't stack up to that. Going forward, you're not going to see a squad like that. You have to have some confidence in what you did the first four games, and it's piggybacking off what Kevin just said. But you can run the ball in this game. Like there should be a belief you can do that. And over the course, you know, it's body blow organization and that rule likes to talk about what they want to do. That's the type of game you got to play Friday night. Anthony Grant's got to be really good. He's got to be secure at the ball. But um, up front, um, you know, I think this is a game where Nebraska needs to hit 200 yards rushing like, to be on the winning side. And that's not like some bold, like I, um, Illinois, what are they giving up here? Hun- 180 per game. So, I mean, this, this there is an opportunity here for this this group. They just got to kind of wash away what happened against Michigan. Michigan's Michigan, and you got to be like, all right, let's see if we can get going off of what we built before that. Brunts, what, what have you kind of seen in the passing game here in recent weeks since Heinrich Harburg has taken over at quarterback? Uh, not much. I, I think – I think in very small fits and spurts, it's looked okay. I mean, I think there's some routes that he throws a little bit better than others. Um, you know, I'm a little surprised that we haven't seen more screen game or, or some of the that kind of stuff um, for, to kind of get him going. But I don't know. I mean, I you know, we, we talk every week about, you know, Nebraska needs to hit some deep shots. Um, they haven't hit those. Uh, they've gotten the tight ends a little bit more involved in what they were, which I, I think is a positive. But I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know that this is a, uh, a passing offense that you can really count on right now. And and so, I mean, it's that there's no there's no uh, update there really. I mean, I think I think Harburg looks more confident as a passer. And I think he hit what eight eight of nine at one point against Michigan. It's ten but, of twelve for one forty yeah. at one point. So. You know, I, I, that, that's a positive thing, but I, I don't know that, you know, Nebraska's passing offense right now is something that's keeping opposing defensive coordinators up at night. Kevin, what is Josh Fleeks going to do for an encore after a 70-yard touch? 77? 70 yards? I don't know. It starts with a seven. I don't have the exact number in front of me. 74. 74. So not even close with the two that I said. Great. Um, 74-yard touchdown from Josh Fleeks. The, the only thing preventing Nebraska from being shut out on Saturday. What realistically, I, you know, if you're expecting a heavy game of Anthony Grant, how can Nebraska also potentially utilize someone like that who, you know, showed home run potential in uh, in that game, obviously hitting one. And so, you know, how can how can Nebraska kind of continue to try to utilize these pieces? I'm not so sure they will continue to utilize Josh Fleeks. Even though he hit the big run, it was said before that game that he likely was not going to play a running back in the game. And then all of a sudden he emerges on the depth chart at number two. So that paints the clearest of pictures of what the injuries have done to the running back room. Um, But still, as he advanced enough in learning the system and feeling comfortable in the running back spot to be utilized. And plus, 
if you played Josh Fleeks over Emmett Johnson, what kind of message does that send to Emmett Johnson? I know they like him on special teams, but still, I mean, Emmett Johnson's been at this a few years now, and he's waiting for his turn. So if one 74-yard run uh, supplants a guy on the depth chart, I don't know that that sends the best message to that room. Uh, however, Emmett's a great guy, and I could see him being totally cool with whatever role he has. But I, I wouldn't be so quick to think that just because of that one run and where he's placed on the depth chart now, that Josh Fleeks all of a sudden is going to get a lion's shares of the carries. I think maybe a couple touches, but if he gets two touches, I could see Emmett Johnson getting four touches. All right, look at that. Kevin Suits throwing cold water on Josh Fleeks after his uh, heroic performance in one carry last week. All right, BC, talk to us about Nebraska's special teams, particularly what are they doing at kicker with three straight misses for Tristan Elvano? Uh, they're they're trusting him and they're sticking with him. Well, I mean, they're sticking with him. Um, whether they are willing to kick a 41-yarder on a fourth and two, will be an interesting thing if that comes up. Uh, obviously, we all know what Tristan is capable of. It was at a different level, but same clutch situations where you got to win it for your team. He's done it before. He's got it within him. Um, but right now, you have to wonder, whenever you're a kicker and you're kind of going through it, it's just like when you're on the golf course, I, I feel like, and you're you're slicing it. You stone, you, you're, you're kind of going up to the tee box wondering a little bit, where is this going to go? So you hope he has some... Uh, strong practice week and just um, hits that first one and maybe gets a chip shot early on that kind of gets him going. That that would really help. I think if he could get like a 27 yarder or something like that, although you'd love to finish that drive with a touchdown, it could help. Him. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's um, jump over to the defensive side of the ball here. Um, Brunt, Nebraska struggled really in the entire game and in every aspect defensively against Michigan. They don't have another team like that on their schedule. You look at this Illinois team, they've struggled to run the ball, but their quarterback might be their best asset in the run game. Is that a concern for you? Because Nebraska has allowed some, you know, third down leak yardage on scrambles this year. It is, you know, it, it's interesting. You know, the conversation a lot of this week has been about, you know, the, the, the the intensity you know the the mentality of how um, Nebraska approached that game against Michigan and I I think that's more about the defensive side of the ball um, you know that Matt Rule didn't really you know say explicitly that that that's kind of where he was pointing his attention but you could tell a noticeable difference in um, you know how how Nebraska was or wasn't attacking and I think they definitely missed Deshaun Singleton and Luke Reimer in that game both of those guys are out again. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I think for an Illinois offense that you look at the numbers, you know, they, they look okay in passing, um, you know, rushing they're, they're not great uh, in terms of big 10 teams. Uh, but that's, you know, how, how you allow a team to stay in a game is if you, you know, allow a guy to pick up nine on third and eight, um, by, by leaking out or, uh, you know, not staying home, um, on a, on an RPO and kind of how that, um, you know, plays out. So yeah, that, that is a concern. I, I think you need to be a little bit more aggressive up front. Um, you know, is Nebraska going to force the issue more uh, with pressure? They haven't done that the last few weeks. Uh, that That's kind of what I'm all very curious to see is if that, that side of the ball can have a bounce back game and, you know, 
really kind of forced the issue and get back to playing the way they were against Minnesota uh, and, and even against Colorado at points too. Kevin, who are the pieces that we need to know on Illinois' offense? Because the last couple of years, it's largely just been Chase Brown, Chase Brown, Chase Brown, Chase Brown. Uh, I believe Isaiah Williams still in the mix over there. Um, but other than that, it's – and Reggie Love, but it, it feels like there's some new – you know, new pieces and and maybe uh, some new players to that we should become familiar with. Well, those are the two main ones right there. Reggie Love the third is the replacement to Chase Brown, and he has not performed at the level in which a lot of people at Illinois thought he would. Uh, Nebraska fans are familiar with him. He's been kind of their uh, second running back option, and he's popped some big runs against the Huskers over the past couple of years. But I think his lack of production has been a result of just the step down that this offensive line has had. It is not near the O-line that was really rough and tough and set the tone for Illinois' offense last year. They have some new pieces up front, one of which is Olin Krutz's son. Um, they're just trying to get him on the field and groom him. They think he's got a good long-term future, but he's going through some growing pains right now. Uh, and the, Isaiah Williams really is kind of where the Illinois offense uh, starts and ends. They find very unique ways to get him the football. He currently leads the Big Ten in receptions and receiving yardage. Uh, you know, some of these are just little shovel passes. They'll put them in motion, and it's like a jet sweep, but they they throw it right in front, and it's deemed a pass and a reception. Um, it seems like Isaiah Williams has been there quite a while. In fact, he was recruited under Lovey Smith when he was the coach, and he was brought in out of uh, the St. Louis area to be a quarterback. I think they saw him in the mold of Juice Williams, but with the crowded quarterback room when he came in, they moved him to wide receiver. They needed him on the field because he's very talented and he's got really good speed. Um, so th they they find ways to get him the ball. However, you know that's part of Illinois' struggles right now is you can't just be a one trick pony when it comes to playing offense in the Big Ten. You got to have some diversity, and that's what they're struggling to find. Um, so let's see how Nebraska matches up against Isaiah, and let's see if they can. Um, Bottle up Reggie Love the third, which hasn't been all that difficult for Illinois' opponents so far this year. BC, do we think this is a week Nebraska's pass rush can get a little bit back on track after kind of disappearing against Louisiana Tech, though it didn't feel like they sent more than three most of that game? And then largely, you know, wasn't super involved against Michigan either. Yeah, I think so. Illinois giving up four sacks per game so far um this season so it's a it's a crew that struggled a little bit and um i think tony white's gonna be more aggressive he kind of implied that yesterday at the at the press conference like he needs to dial up and trust guys that they can get home so an interesting freshman to watch prince will you know prince will's name came up and i think he's gonna get a few more reps and he's playing that jack linebacker spot so let's see if he can create some chaos maybe cam lenhart um, you know, pops back in and 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 contributes as well. So I, I do think there's hope they can get some things going. All right. Um, Brunt, I mean, you you talked about some of these injuries earlier. It's, it's kind of hard because I think they're both important for different reasons. But, you know, with Luke Reimer or Deshaun Singleton, which one do you think is going to be a bigger miss for Nebraska uh, this upcoming Friday? I would almost kind of lean Singleton. I mean, I, I think they have enough pieces at linebacker that they can move guys around. They have Bayer playing more interior linebacker now versus the Jack spot. That's why Prince Will's at the Jack. Um, and, and you can kind of 
wallpaper over that a little bit. I mean, obviously, Reimer's not Reimer not being there is a huge loss, especially in the side to side stuff. Um, but Singleton, I felt like was a guy that had paired really nicely with Omar Brown. I think he's a guy that also, just with the way he plays, I think kind of demands aggressiveness from his teammates. I, I, I think that's that's what's kind of missed a little bit. And I, I think on the back end, they'll be okay with moving guys around. You've got, you know, Phelan Sanford can play some safety. Uh, Quentin Newsom played a little bit of safety uh, last week as well. But, um, you know, I, I just think if, if in this defense, especially if you can have that safety spot kind of locked down, I think you can do a lot of things. And I think that's where they really miss Singleton. And he was, he was also, really important in, in, in run support as well. I think that's where he was really showing up. So I, I would lean Singleton as the bigger loss in this one. Kevin, Nebraska, I believe, has only forced four turnovers across five games so far. Uh, do you think that there could be more coming, or are we just sort of looking at that's kind of what this defense is? They're competent, but maybe they're not explosive enough uh, to put the other team in, in harm's way. Um, it just seems it, it, a lot of it to me anecdotally just seems like they're really not that close to generating more turnovers. Like you don't see them ripping the ball loose from ball carriers. They're not getting their hands on passes for the most part. If they do, the ball happens to fall harmlessly to the turf, I guess. Uh, so I I'm curious, do you feel like there could be more takeaways coming uh, for Nebraska's defense? Or are we just sort of looking at, a competent group that's just going to have to survive by getting teams off the field and keeping points down. This week, yes, I think there will be more takeaways because Luke Altmaier will throw interceptions. He has seven on the season over five games. Um, and ball security has been an issue with Illinois. So I could see there being an uptick in takeaways this week. But long term, I think I'm kind of with you, Schaefer. I, I don't know that this team has it in its DNA to get the ball and take it away and maybe make a – Defensive score, I, I just – with the players they have on the field, they're good players, but I just don't see the the game-changer ability. Like, on the edge, are you going to send a guy uh, on a blitz and him blow up the quarterback and the ball come free? So far, I just – there's only been maybe one moment where I've seen maybe a, a foreshadowing of that happening. It was MJ Sherman coming off the edge, I believe, against uh, Northern Illinois. But so far, like, getting home – uh, it, it hasn't been in the vein of creating chaos and having the ball come free. And, and I do think the secondary, I, I've said this many times, I think the secondary is pretty good. You know, Deshaun Singleton, I agree with Bronson. I think that's the bigger uh, absence for this defense moving forward. But Quinton Newsom, I think he's having a pretty good year. Hartzog, like these guys are capable of interceptions. But look at Newsom's career. He's a good cornerback all Big Ten caliber cornerback, he has zero interceptions. They don't always throw his way. So I, I think long-term, this is maybe the defense you have that can contain teams, but they do it in a way that they don't necessarily take the ball away at a pretty high clip. BC, uh, this doesn't have to be specific to defense, but Nebraska is back on the road after playing three straight games at home. Uh, any challenges you see or anything for them that could be difficult going back uh, into conference play on the road? I mean, just just snap cadence and stuff like that. Let's get the basics right. And if they can do that part, I mean, they'll have come a long way from what did them in at Colorado. So, I mean, you start there. Other than that, I don't think oh, I don't think there's advan an advantage to going on the road or playing at home. I don't buy into that. 
Um, I just think that, um, you know, Harburg talked about creating their own energy. I mean, I, I think it should come pretty naturally in a game like this under the lights with your, I, I feel like your bowl season possibilities may be on the line. So hopefully you're fired up and hopefully you just got the basics dialed in so that you're not giving away free snaps uh, and making it second and 15 and having to overcome that because you're dropping the ball or, or your, uh, your cadence is off. All right. Well, we here at Husker 24-7 Hypecast hope that you're fired up as well. We'll uh, return with some oddly spe- specific predictions. Can't talk. Uh, picks to click and score predictions as well. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast oddly specific prediction time who wants to start who's got a good one anybody uh all right so no volunteer oh no bc has volunteered his tribute what do you got for us it's going to be a 33-yard touchdown by Anthony Grant on an option play. This time on the, the pitch comes his way, um, and he takes it down the sideline, kind of tip. There'll be a question if he stepped out of bounds at the 12-yard line or not, but he kept his toe just inside and scores. All right. I will, uh, I'll throw this one out there. Jalen Lloyd is going to score his first career touchdown on Friday, and it will come on one of those, like, pop pass plays where the quarterback gets a snap and, just sort of like lightly pitches it forward a yard as Lloyd runs across the formation. Nebraska is able to snap this without issue. Uh, so that's the first part of the prediction. The second part is that, you know, Harburg gets it to Lloyd. Lloyd gets it to the end zone. We'll say 23 yards for Nebraska. Brunts? Uh Tristan Alvano has a bounce back game. He has only made one field goal this year. He's going to make three uh, on, on Friday night. One of those, however, it's going to be a little dicey, and I think he's going to hit the upright and somehow bounce it through. So 
three made field goals, one off the upright. And I think the one off the upright, we'll say it's probably from about 37. How about that? And maybe the right upright as you look at the uprights. So three made field goals on three total attempts? Uh, I didn't say that. But um, well, no, I'm I'm forcing you to get even more specific. Here. He's going to go three for four, and the thirty seven the thirty seven yarder is going to go off the upright and through the off the right upright and through. Okay, one more. What's the longest of the three made kicks? Forty one. Okay, all right, there you have it. We're going to hold him to that. Kevin, what do you got? I, like Brunts, will be talking about special teams. However, I'm going with the kickoff return team. I see a Tommy Hill 98-yard touchdown run uh, or a touchdown return, which he would be headed toward the south end zone. And as he crosses the goal line, as celebration, he sticks out his hand and acts like he's lighting a match, maybe in poor taste, and it'll create a fascinating storyline for how Matt Rule handles a celebration on a long overdue special teams touchdown. I love it. I love it. All right. Pick to click. Uh, Brunt, who you got? I'm just imagining him like doing it on his arm or something like that. I'm dying. Uh, pick to click. I will go. Um, I'll say Anthony Grant. I think the numbers say that if Nebraska is willing to stick with it and to really dedicate themselves to the run, that, that Anthony Grant could have an okay game here. So I'll say Anthony Grant will. He'll break a couple long ones, but I, I think this is a game where Nebraska hopefully can move the ball on the ground. If they can't do it this week, it's going to be uh, a long rest of the way in, in conference play. Uh, I'll go Thomas Fedoni gets back on the touchdown train. He will score against Illinois on a play-action pass in the red zone. PC. Uh, Javen Wright, I think the best bet, one of the best bets for Nebraska to create a takeaway. He uh... – gets a sack and and forces a fumble uh in the process. Kevin? Nate Borkercher, like your line of thinking with Fedoni, but I'm gonna go Borkercher. Uh maybe been underutilized to this point. Perhaps he has some opportunities uh to catch the ball on Friday and possibly get into the end zone. All right. I have no idea where this is going to go with the score predictions. I don't know what anyone's going to do for a score. I don't know who people are predicting for a winner. Uh, and we will go ahead and put BC on the spot to get us started here. Give us your score prediction, Brian. Um, I'm going to pick Illinois 22 to 17. Nebraska can certainly win this game. It's just until they do it in a setting like this, I, I, I'm kind of going to pick the other way. I do hope one of you picks Nebraska, though, because I very much think they win this game. So, um, yeah, th I think this is a game that comes down in the last five minutes. Can Nebraska find that play that has sort of been missing in those situations? Brunt? Yeah, this this game is a rough one. Like, you look at the, the little chart that they send out on Mondays with, like, where teams are ranked in the conference and nationally – it's ugly, real bad uh, for both of these teams. That said, I think somehow Nebraska, against all odds, finds a way to make a late field goal to win this game, one of the three that Tristan Alvano will make on the day. The 41-yarder. Yeah, the 41-yarder. I'm predicting a Nebraska 22-20 to 20 win over Illinois. Um, and and it's going to be bad. This is not going to be a pretty game. It, it's going to be one of those where it's on FS1, on Friday night, you're you're trying to find plans, do something. Uh, if if 
you were so inclined, you might be looking to see if San Jose State is playing on Friday night to potentially change over to that game. Maybe Air Force, but they're off this week. Big one against Wyoming next week. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that's how it's going to play out. So I will say uh, 22-20 Nebraska. Illinois has played in some weird games already this year, some weird score games already this year, and I think they're going to get another on Friday night. I think Nebraska wins 26-19 by a touchdown over Illinois. I'm with everybody. I think it's a toss-up game. I could see it going either way. Uh, but I also feel like this is probably the easiest game left on Nebraska's schedule. So if they can't win this, it could be a long ride to the finish line. Gavin, take it home. You guys need to get out of my brain because, oddly, I was thinking it was going to be a close game. I see Nebraska winning, and like Schaefer just said, it's going to be a weird score because that's kind of Illinois, and the dumpster fire jokes were running wild on Tuesday. I don't think they're very good. I'm going to take Nebraska. I said this before you said, I've got Illinois at 19 points, Schaefer. So I don't know if you've ever had on the hype cast two people picking the number 19 as a score for a losing team, but I got 21-19 Nebraska beating Illinois. We do need to figure out a Husker 24-7 hype cast scoregami to just make sure that we we know whether we've had it covered before. But I don't I don't think we've had two different 19s picks. So no. that's that's exciting. All right. Well, so three people end up going Nebraska. BC ends up going Illinois. You can send him all of your hate mail. He will happily write you back. All right. Uh, anything that, uh, Kevin, anything you want to add here before we depart? Okay. I, I have a rant or I guess some advice for anybody traveling to this game. I don't know how many people will actually do that since it's, it's Friday and it's a pair of two and three bottom Big Ten West teams. If you're traveling and you're driving, you do not take Interstate 80. You take Route 36. It goes through northern Missouri. It's four-lane highway all the way through. It's a much more peaceful drive. Enjoy the harvest. I don't know if it's going to be raining or not, but hey, you're going to have some farm machinery maybe to navigate around, but nothing too terrible. You got to know your stops. Brookfield, Cameron, Chillicothe. Look them up. Use Google Maps. Take 36, stay away from I-80. Incredible. You know what I know? I know Brunts is going down I-80. That's what I know. <laughs> no, not. We're, we're done it in the past. I know. Kevin's Kevin has hammered this into us that, that we are we are team uh what is it, 36? Okay. Route 36. Route 36. We we took that to Indianapolis. It was great. We're gonna do the same thing, same thing this week, uh morning of the game. So We'll dodge the dodge the deers, deer and deers, uh, John Deers, and uh, we'll get there. We'll be there. The finest dining on Route 36 you'll get may be Subway, though. That's the one drawback. But I'm telling you, for your sanity behind the wheel, it's worth it. BC, BC will bring the cooler with the cold cuts. We'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Uh, the game is on Friday, but you can get all of the Husker 24-7 coverage no matter what, anytime of the day, any day of the week. We will have all of the coverage from the game. We'll have high school coverage leading up to it. We will have recruiting coverage, as we always do. And, of course, we'll have plenty of post-game coverage and analysis, so be sure to check that out at Husker247.com throughout the week. Kevin, appreciate you joining us here today. Thank you, gentlemen. Enjoy a Friday game in Champaign, Illinois. <laughs> he says because he and I are not attending this one. <laughs> All right. Well, for uh, Michael Bruns, Brian Christopherson, Kevin Suits, I'm Mike Schaefer. You have been listening to Husker 24-7.
CES Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game full speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.